Hi, and welcome to the Mindset and Performance Podcast. I'm Dries. I help athletes and business professionals with their career development. We work on a wide range of areas from psychology to strategy and execution, but we focus essentially on the mindset as it is the key to everything else. The whole idea behind this podcast is to deconstruct the habits that led people to their success, to learn from their experience and understand the psychology behind their actions and behaviors. And of course, to gain key insights that you can apply to your own life. Welcome to the Confinement Series. These episodes are recorded for you from Germany in times where all the nations have taken strict measures to stop spreading the coronavirus. With this new and unique situation, many of us are challenged to live in conditions that they are not used to which is why I'm bringing experts in different fields to give advice and intel on how you can manage your everyday, your health physically and mentally, your relationships, your business and your emotional well-being. So without further ado, our next guest. Asil, thank you for joining. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. And um, this is my second recording today. And it's been an exciting morning with uh, a busy busy back-to-back recording and conversations both with mm-hmm. clients and with uh, with um, inspiring people I get always a lot of energy from talking with people who have things to share stories to say uh, it gives me energy it inspires me and I hope by our um, from for that our listeners also enjoy listening to this kind of um, interesting conversation it inspires them a little bit. So great, great. What, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. The, this time. And uh, I want to say first that you inspire at least, well, you inspire me uh, a lot uh, as well. And I find all your podcasts very inspiring. So thank you for the job you're doing. Thank you for, for creating this, uh, this space and this content because I, I really, believe you bring value to the people thank you i appreciate that where are you calling me from uh, today uh i'm currently in morocco in uh danger danger Is hometown. It your hometown right i still can't believe that i haven't met you there in morocco yet we have, we have never <laughs> met in morocco actually. Yeah. we met in bali and we spent time in bali but we never met in morocco we're both from there we never met there how crazy is that? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Both and Moroccan, I, uh, but we never we never saw each other. In and Morocco. We do know each other for, for several years. Now. For some time now, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At least 10, 11, 12 years, something yeah. like that. Yeah. 2008, I think, first time we met. How is the atmosphere uh, over there right now? In Tangier, where you live in all well, that? How is uh, the atmosphere? Mm-hmm. It's um well in, we are locked down for already two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, uh, I'm quite happy to be here. It's uh, a very comfortable place to be during this, uh, these hard times. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Morocco, mainly because the atmosphere is very chill and quiet. The, the country is beautiful. And also I'm very, very, very lucky to be, to be stuck in a beautiful house. So I have a nice view on the city, on the hills. I'm like in the middle of the nature. So I cannot complain. I won't complain at all. Um, <laughs> it's quite actually an interesting time for me. And I'm, uh, I'm doing my best to enjoy it. So very happy to be in Morocco. 
uh, and very uh, curious and uh, excited uh, for these times we are we are uh, passing right now. Mm. Looking forward to the outcomes, right? Like to what's going to happen afterwards, or actually even during this interesting uh, times, right? Definitely, mm. definitely, definitely. Like it's a, it's like an earthquake. You know what I mean? Like after an earthquake, you have to rebuild your houses. You have to rebuild uh, the the streets and, and everything. And this is like an earthquake on on people's uh, mind. I want to say on people. Uh, consciousness and uh, it's the best opportunity for all of us to to think about that to to just pause on our lives and think reflect okay, a little bit yeah what reflect a little bit yeah where where i was going what am i doing and uh, this is the right time to just go deep in this and uh, maybe come come out after this uh, this period with a different level of consciousness at least this is what I'm trying to do. Let's see. And it's, yes. why it's kind of working. Uh, it's, it, is, it is a work in progress, isn't it? Like it's not like one time thing you do it one time in your life and that's over. The work in consciousness, finding, like reflecting, looking inwards. Right? Uh, definitely. Well, I think it's uh, not even like, um, I think it's even a cycle. So mm. you... Uh, I think nothing, nothing is, is constant, you know what I mean? Like the only constant thing in the world is actually the, the changing. So mm. what, you, what you're going to be sure about is that the world is constantly changing. Mm. And I kind of see cycles everywhere. So mm. even the cycle of consciousness and like mindfulness, getting like elevating your level of consciousness is always go with the, like a lower part and lower cycle. So it's keep on moving all the time. But the, the idea is to try to, to get the highest, uh, the higher possible mm -hmm. and understand the, the, the most possible. So then in the lower parts or like in difficult uh, times, you can remember and you can remember who you are and that everything is a cycle and then you don't have to actually to worry. Right. And I know that I invited you to... Um, talk here about your book uh, Jeu de Conscience Éveillé but um, mm -hmm. before getting into that I think it will be helpful for people to know a little more about your background and what made you who you are today and um, tell us a little bit about your journey and with the ups and downs and challenges and everything I will be guiding you with that of course with asking questions okay. I love asking a lot of questions all the time <laughs> sure <laughs> like, I think people like to be asked questions too so yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so how, how do you introduce yourself to people in the first place now now that you're an author so what else how do you say do you say I'm an author or I'm an entrepreneur or a blend of both or how do you introduce yourself to people well, this is this is a, this is a very interesting question, and I think the the right way, like the right way to answer this, the real truth is that I'm a human being with a conscious, with a certain level of consciousness, and with certain values. This is for me what defined me the most, like my the values that I have, and the fact that I'm a human being, like. A, source of uh, energy then i can also tell you my name 
my age, my uh, nationality. But for me, that it doesn't matter. Like, it's just things that we gave to you because he didn't choose your name. He didn't choose your age. And so what did, what's the title you have on their LinkedIn? <laughs> well, uh, it's not relevant because I use LinkedIn for business. So I will, mm. I, I introduce myself more in like a business way. Business but, way. Um. Yeah, yeah. But what I want to say is I don't consider myself an author or in a intellectual or a coach or like, uh, no, not none of that. I'm actually like a very ordinary person that had, that lived something that is quite extraordinary. And this is what uh, made me write the book. But uh, if you want, I can go back to your question, like who, how I grew up and who I was. Yes. I grew up in Morocco in Tanger, which is a very small city. And it was like a small city, ordinary life. Uh, I, I used to love uh, sport and particularly football. And uh, the only interesting, interesting thing uh, for me to say here is that um, I was quite unaware of who I was. And I was actually living in uh, in uh, anxiety in a place of uh, worry, anger, worry, yeah, worry, a little bit of anger, a little bit of uh, um, always uh, waiting for the future, always waiting for something that will gonna will happen, so that I will be happy even though i had a very happy life like um there is relativity in this but what i want to say is um, when i look back now after i had like a few experiences i understood that i was actually in a very difficult place and not happy or not peaceful place at all and what is very what is incredible is that when i was Back then, like a, a teenager or a kid, obviously I didn't know I was in that place. And then I, I thought this was life. I thought this is the normal. This is who I am. I'm full of doubts, of anxiety. I'm full of negative thoughts. I'm not good enough. I'm waiting for my dream to happen. So then I will be happy there. And this is how life works. Mm. So, are we talking here about childhood or talking about young adulthood? Oh, 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 uh, uh, until, yeah, well, I can even give you like a specific date, like everything switched for me in one second. So, yeah, <laughs> until I was maybe um, like 25, 26. Right, okay. And how were I you as a date. child? How were you as a child? I was. What were you spending your time doing? Well, I was obsessed with football. Football, yeah, yeah, okay, sports. So, my yeah. biggest dream, my only goal, was like to to become a football player. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I was playing all the time, and I was like very focused on that. I was training a lot every day, and uh, so all my life was. Uh, Always, like I had goals, and I have like 
things to accomplish to get there. So what did that I teach you? With that football teach you? Teach you? Oh, a lot of uh, good uh, values, beautiful mm. values like teamwork, uh, competition, hard work, discipline. So yeah, football is great and Very good. Uh, definitely an, an interesting sport. And when growing But, up, like I know, like as a teenager, did you know what you wanted to be or become? Like, was that a clear path for you, or was it like let's should just follow this specific thing because that's what I'm supposed to do? That's, that's what I, I wanted to do. I wanted to, I wanted to play football. Okay. It was the only thing. Mm. So all my life was actually, when I'm going to be a football player, then I'm going to start enjoying it. Then it's going to be, then I will be, I will become who I'm supposed to be. Okay. So I never, never looked around me to check what was happening actually around me in the present. And right. I don't want to say I missed my childhood or my like, young adult life or something i didn't miss it but i definitely didn't enjoy it as i enjoy my life right now makes sense so what was worry that? like i should mm -hmm. be there i'm not in the right place i should be training what I'm, i'm i just missed my something i didn't play well the last game all the time like uh having negative thoughts about me and my uh, my skills or Mm, I see. So when was that first pivoting moment? So I, I interrupted you when you were going to tell me about the specific date and place when you were 26 or something like that. But was there any other pivoting moments earlier than that? Well, yeah, that was uh, the, the day I injured myself. So I broke my knee. And uh, like big time. So it was like a very big, like a, a bad injury. And I knew right away that, <laughs> that football was over. Like I wouldn't be able to pursue <laughs> continue that. playing or to, mm. to pursue impossible. So in that moment, some, like that was a very, very, very interesting moment in time. And I'm still thinking about that time and trying to understand everything that switched and happened in my mind and in my life, because it was a very interesting moment. Mm. And it was actually the only, the first moment I, I started looking around me to check what, what was happening on earth. Mm. <laughs> like I was, I started to be, I actually, I didn't have other choice because I obviously first, uh, well, I was hit by a, like depression, depression, obviously. And it was very hard uh, to go like to have several surgeries. And uh, like months in, in hospital doing physiotherapy and stuff, but it was also the first time I started to look around me and to just be interested in something else than football. And I was like, oh, okay, so other things are happening on Earth, like other other stuff, and it actually can be interesting. So that was the first moment where I I started to open my eyes a little bit and see. I started seeing bo both sides and not only like straight. Interesting. That was when you were around 26. Is that what you were referring to? That that time? No, I was no, I was around 20. 20. Ah, right. That's that was, an earlier one. Okay. That was the first. first. Yeah, mm. yeah. And then, so what happened afterwards? Like, what was it that you were doing? I I I, I know you were uh, working in France for some time, studying there also and working, right? How was that yeah. whole period there when you were um, uh, doing what you were doing back then? 
So, yeah, after the after the after the injury, I was I was living in uh, in Paris. I was working there, and um, uh, so what this is the moment where I started. Chapter? What would you name that chapter? If it was a chapter in the, <laughs> the book, what would you call it? The like the bottom, the like the floor. Uh huh. Bottom I, floor. This, yeah. This one I hit like the mm. the down part of my life, like very very low. I'm like at the low, <laughs> the lowest level ever. Okay. Like the last years in Paris, because I'm kind of aware. I'm like, okay, but there is no more football. There are no more dreams. So let's see what's happening around me. And I didn't like it. So I, did, I was not, even though I had like a very nice job, I had very good friends. I had like a very good situation, actually. I was, I, you can say that I couldn't, I cannot complain. But in my mind, I was like desperate. I was, I was very, I was not in the right place. Mm. And I was not enjoying, I was like, uh, shutting down progressively, gradually. So all the energy that I had and the, 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 the sparkles are like, were like gone. I was like almost dead, like just going to work, coming back, watching TV, sleeping, waiting for the weekend, getting drunk during the weekend, and then uh, we go to work again and complaining. This, this was like the, <laughs> the shitty life. Like, um, this is the, and it's now I see it interesting because this is exactly what I will never go back to. This is exactly what life is not about. Mm-hmm. And I'm never going back there. And it's a good way to compare. So anytime today I can compare my life to this journey and, I'm, and it always makes me feel better, obviously. Very good, very good. And then so progressively you made your way to um, leave that um, that that chapter i believe uh, of your life and um so that's i guess when you moved to indonesia and bali correct yeah so mm. this is exactly where i'm like okay i have to do something with my life mm. i cannot stay here anymore and uh, bali was just indonesian bali were was attracting me was calling me i was dreaming about it all the time i i could feel like a very strong attraction so yeah. I just decided to leave. I was like, I left, I quit everything. Mm. My job, my situation, family, my friends, I just took a one ticket flight and went to Bali. Okay. Was, was there a plan or was it like, let's see what's going to happen? Nah, no plan. No plan. <laughs> I, had, I, just had mo- I just had enough money to, uh, to stay a few months. So that was the plan. Just okay. I was like, okay, I just... I just I just want a few months to be different from my previous life, and I I'll see what's gonna happen. And I was in a I was in a, in a yes man mood, you know, just saying yes to everything. Fun. So I didn't know anybody back there. I had maybe like well, yeah one friend, one or two friends that that, that were there, mm. but uh, like I had to to start my uh, new life. And there was, there was, in, there was, is there, was there any uncertainty? Like, oh, I mean, like one of the basic needs that us humans need is certainty somehow, freedom and a couple of others. Like uh, what, how did you do with certainty and dealing with that? Did you need it? Did you think about it or did, yeah. 
uh, it was definitely secondary. Okay. No, so the priority was I needed to to feel alive again. I needed to 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 feel alive. I, right. This was the priority. I couldn't like all the rest. It's, uh, it was so important to 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 come back to who I was and to come back to to believing that life is actually beautiful and amazing. Mm. <laughs> and, and now, of course, I was lucky to be in Bali because Bali is the best place, <laughs> I guess, yeah. on earth yeah. to feel to feel that. So. Okay. Okay. Well, then tell us then about this chapter. What would you call that chapter? The Bali journey. Well, best <laughs> best time of my life. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, yeah, no. uh. definitely. It's uh, it's so beautiful. <clears throat> Very amazing journey. Um, and I I describe it uh, in the in the book because I uh, obviously when it was happening I was enjoying it and living it, but for me it was very important to keep. Uh, uh, not a memory, but to to keep like words and uh, something about that period. So this is why I started to to write about it because it was so intense that I needed to to have it somewhere, like something that you cannot take away from it, even if it's still in my memories. Like to put words, it's even it's even uh, stronger. To put words on it. So Bali. Times like these years, I spent like five, six years there. Um, yeah, rebirth. Let's call it the rebirth. Rebirth. Mm. So I people are listening, of course, they will be saying and thinking something like, well, Bali, to tropics, lucky to be there, such amazing thing. Of course, you would have lived the best years of your life over there. <laughs> and they, they tend to imagine us sitting down sipping on coconuts coconuts all the time and just living the life i mean which is a little bit like that let's be honest no, <laughs> but we do have also i mean rhythm work ambitions structure right did you have that too i guess you did have that well actually um bali i had that much energy in bali that was producing so much during one day. So one day is full of so many things. So I thought that I was working when I was in Paris, like, you know, wake up in the morning and go from, from 8 to, to 6 p.m. In the, in the office and just do my job. So in Bali, I was waking up very early and already full of energy. So obviously I, I started my day, my day with with surfing because something it's like something that gives me even more energy. And then it's just that you, I, as I felt more alive, as I had like a better uh, energy uh, flowing in my body, I was way more productive. So I actually, I never been, I never produced as much as, I mean, professionally in business, as much as when I was in Bali, I never had that much ideas. I never executed that much things. So I actually launched many, businesses in Bali and I did so many things because I was more aligned with uh, who I was so obviously Bali is also just chilling and drinking coconut and uh, surfing and uh, uh, being uh, like 
sun tanning or whatever, but it's also a lot, a lot of work. But you don't feel it as a, as work. I think, I think you agree with me. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, for me too. It was a, it was um, a chapter. Where I would describe it as being uh, as thriving. And that that's mm -hmm. the place where thrived. And the chapter before that in Sweden would be more like deconstruct and rebuild, reborn, rebuild. Okay. Yeah. But what what I want to mm -hmm. say is that yeah, it's not necessarily linked to Bali. So Bali is a place that, uh, well, I think it's obviously an, a good spot to to help people in this path. But doesn't mean that everybody should go to Bali to just reconnect with. The, with the, it himself and that all this magic can happen in Bali. I mean, it, at the end, it happens inside us and mm -hmm. it can happen in any place in the world. So Bali helps because it has a certain um, energy and certain uh, uh, frequency. But I mean, a lot of other places uh, are also uh, relevant for this. Yeah. Thing is, I don't want people to think that. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I feel I don't feel that good in my life. I should go to Bali, and Bali gonna heal me. No, no we don't want to go each one, each there one all the time. There will be too many people going to Bali <laughs> for those <laughs> yeah, reasons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you don't feel good, call someone. <laughs> don't go to Bali. <laughs> no. Yeah, go to Copangan. Copangan is nice as well. <laughs> let's, right. let's send people to Copangan. Yeah. Okay, so when did the idea of writing the book uh, came to you, and um, how did you start with that? What's the process of writing a book? Mm -hmm. So, what happens after uh, a few months after uh, I arrived in Bali? I had a very, very, very strong uh, spiritual experience. That this is actually when the when. Uh, everything shifted in my life. I think I was telling you previously. Mm -hmm. So it was so intense, so strong that I couldn't, I couldn't uh, keep it for me. So like no one, like uh, no one can leave this thing and just keep it for, for, for himself. So I had to share it and I still have to share it. And the goal here, and this is why I wrote a book, because I, for me, it's one of the ways to, to share it, but it's not the only one uh, way I use. So uh, I also talk to, to some people and that I feel need to hear this story because we're all in different timing in our life. So I think the writing of book came to, to my mind as a, an efficient way to, to help people that are in a specific timing in their life. So this experience was so strong that I wrote this book so people can benefit from it. That's the main reason and the first reason. The second one is also, as I said previously, for me, because it was a way for me to be able to go back to that level of consciousness I had in that moment. Because as we said earlier, like. For me, like level of consciousness is always evolving and moving. But I reached my, like the peak and the highest level I ever had in that moment. 
and I had a, an amazing clarity over things. So I had to <laughs> straight away write about it and make sure I I put it in words so that myself first I can go back and read it. So I'm telling you something that I actually read my book more than 100 times myself. You? Wow. And then when I read it, I'm like, oh shit, this, I forgot about this. And thank God I wrote this because, so I read it as if someone else wrote it. And actually it is somewhere else. It is. It's like, we can say it's like me in another, in another mindset or me in a different level of consciousness. So I'm the first one to benefit from this book. What is it that you learned writing your book? Uh, well, it's very interesting. So I never, never, never thought I would write a book. Like it was not in my plans. So I told you I was more like... I didn't know sport. about that too. And I think we were... Uh, yeah. Nobody <laughs> didn't talk about it. Yeah. I was more into football and sport and other things. And not about writing. I never saw myself as an author or something. But the... I told you the story was so strong and so intense that I it just came to me and I, I and I actually don't even remember writing the first half of the book. So it was just just came out of out of me like this. I was just writing, writing, writing pages, and then at the end, I just realized, okay, I just wrote like I don't know how many pages because I had to. And and it's very it's very raw and authentic. So even with the publisher, we didn't change anything to to the to the, the the sentences and the words because it was for me it was important to keep it exactly the way it came out it came out and what i learned uh well it's a very good training for the for the mind and for uh, for the mindset because obviously it's not that easy you need a lot of discipline you need to be focused you need to uh, uh, as as every as anything you want to achieve in your life, I mean, it's a goal, and uh, you, if you want to reach it, if you want to accomplish, if you want to accomplish it, you, you need discipline. You need to put on the work. So it's not, it hasn't been easy all the time, and uh, it's a very, it's like deep work on the mindset. Mm -hmm. And then, so when you were reading it afterwards, you said you read it over, 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 over. What was the thing that you were learning about yourself when you were reading it? If you can pick one thing that sticks to, with you, what is the learning? Well, actually, I, I just read it yesterday. It again. Okay. Be, yeah, it's very fresh then. Even, yeah, yeah, to be even more ready for the interview. And, I, I, and it's the first time I wrote down, actually, I took notes about the book and was like, okay, let's see how... Like the concepts, because I was expecting this, like the question, like, okay, what thing is uh, you want to talk about from the book? And there are so many things, and it's so raw that I never took the time to just uh, like list all the things, all the concepts I was talking about. So there are there are many, but if you want to talk about one uh, one concept is um, I want to say, I want to talk about compassion. Mm -hmm. I think this uh, spiritual experience just boosted my compassion like so, so high in, a, in one second. And I realized that before I, 
I had like a little bit of empathy, I think, like a normal level of empathy and compassion. But to give you a very good example, for, for instance, before, when I was so younger and before that, this experience, I wasn't, I wasn't always happy when people around me was succeeding or when people were like being successful at, th at things because it was, I was feeling like secretly, obviously, I was feeling bad about myself. I was like, oh, this is my friend and he's already there. He, he managed to do this and myself, I'm not even able to do that. So I was, it's like envy, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's, and obviously you cannot talk about it and you're like, yeah, congratulations, well done. And you, talk, you congratulate your friend. But deep inside you feel like a little bit, a little pain. Jealous. Mm. Jealous or something. Well, something that switched like right away in me was first of all this. Mm -hmm. So my level of compassion like was so high that I was straight away happy for everybody around me. Mm. And every time someone accomplished something, I, I'm so happy, like deeply. It's not like, it's not fake. I want it. And I even help them even more. Like all people around me, I try to help them to, to be better, to, to go deeper and to, uh, to be a better versions of, of themselves. And why? So I, could, I try to understand why it's happening. It's just that I have like deeply this feeling of oneness. So you hear that and you read it like, in many spiritual books or talks, whatever that the fact that we are all one and we all the same energy, right? Mm -hmm. It's do, easy course. to read it, and everybody re read it, and intellectually you can understand it and you say, "Oh yeah, if indeed we just we all human beings and we all connect and blah blah blah." But the, <laughs> the difference here is that I actually feel it inside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. deep inside so it, you don't need to tell me i feel it and the way and just someone else that is feeling happy or successful i feel it inside me i feel that myself i'm growing as well and myself is i'm myself getting better so there is a difference between what the intellect can understand from your brain from your mind and what's deep inside what you actually feel so this is why I recommend like obviously reading books and trying to be curious about things, but nothing is stronger than like a real experience, something that you will actually live inside. Mm. Closing the gap you. between theory and practice, closing the gap between thoughts and feelings and actually really blending the, the two and feeling things rather than just uh, through experiences. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. So how can we not how can we not talk about meditation here? Yeah, right. Yes. You're like a big yes. you practice a lot of meditations, you are a master of it, and you know how much I know how much it helps you. Well, definitely for me as well. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> meditation definitely. is definitely a way to to get there. It's not only the only way, it's not like the best one or whatever, but it's it's definitely a way to get there. Absolutely. And there's science backing that up, right? So that, that was one of the key learnings, like compassion. What else was there? Um, we talk about... Um, the mind. So... Um, I had... 
since since that moment i have a different relationship with my mind so first of all before i thought i was my mind so i thought that every every thought that i have every feeling or sensations that i feel are actually me are exactly this is actually me like reacting to life so a great tool and a great change in my life was that i understood that i'm above my mind and my body and i can actually watch them i can actually control them i understand them and what happens today is that i play with them this is the magic part mind is here for, to protect you obviously so mind is here to always like do everything so you survive so you so you stay alive but mind the mind is amazing an amazing tool to have fun you can use it in so many ways and play with it and at the end this leads you to better obviously control of your emotions because the emotion is just the consequence of a thought an energy so if you understand from the beginning that you can control your thoughts that they are not part of you they are they come from the mind then all the all you can master all your all your emotions mm. and, and life becomes so joyful right so peaceful you're you talking here about uh, the buddhism philosophy right about your thoughts and emotions are not defining who you are but rather you can experience them and see them and watch them they're not part of who you are there's not you don't identify yourself with your thoughts and emotions but rather watch them and experience them as passing through thoughts and passing through emotions and therefore it's easier to manage them in situations where you would need to manage uh, your emotions and thoughts correct is that right. what you're referring to absolutely well actually okay. uh, Eckhart Tolle like the famous writer wrote that um, when you watch when you watch your your mind and your emotions so you when you are in this position as you said like you observe them mm -hmm. you actually take away their power over you yes exactly just the mm -hmm. way to watch them they become less intense and less impactful for you mm. so they will distancing. still be here mm. but you know but you know they are here and just the way to observe them from like another angle, mm. just you, it's a way to control them. Mm. Distancing yourself from them, right. So, prise de conscience, how can we translate that to English, proper English? Getting, uh, becoming more aware, becoming more consci conscious? Um, so, here, yeah, there are a lot of words. So, and I want to apologize also for like all your audience because English is not my like first language and now we're talking about a lot of concepts and for me French is easier and I actually wrote the book in French. So uh, I feel more comfortable definitely discussing this in with more vocabulary, but I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. To You're doing quite myself. good. You're doing quite okay. good. And I hope there will be an English version though at some point. <laughs> Translation. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. So when we talk about consciousness, uh, for me, there is a different way. There's a lot of way. I, from the beginning, I told you, I, I spoke about consciousness, like to how to elevate and to, or, or to reach a higher level of consciousness. Mm -hmm. But there are many ways that many other words or many other things that can relate to the same uh, thing. So we talked about compassion. Mm -hmm. For me, like a higher level of compassion. 
compassion is also a higher level of consciousness. When we talk about uh, ego or mind, like control of the of your mind of, or the ego, same for me. The, the more you can control your mind and your ego, the high, the higher your consciousness is. We talk also about inner. Well, we didn't talk about this, but inner peace. When you reach a very high level of inner peace, of peace inside you, it's also very high level of consciousness. And there is also a very interesting um, American author uh, called uh, named um, Ken Wilber that has a theory that is very interesting. And he also like talk about different levels of consciousness. And he start with um, there are like uh, the egocentric level. So he said that egocentric level is when you are the lowest part. When you think that life, that you are actually the, the main character of life and everything is happening around you and you're like you're the center of the world, right? Mm -hmm. Then if you go higher, you, you go to ethno, ethnocentric. Ethnocentric is when you reach a higher level and you think that you're actually part of a community, of a religion, of a group, of a country that is actually the center of the world. And you think that, okay, we are the best. We are the, the Christians, we are the Muslims, we are the, so we are the, 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 the best ones and all the rest are actually other people and different from us and they're, they're like enemies or whatever. Then you go even higher and you reach world-centric. World-centric is already like a very interesting uh, state of mind where you think that the whole world is one and you're actually Chinese, Africans, Europeans, Americans are all the same and we're all on the same level. We're all like brothers or whatever. And then the last part is the cosmocentric. This is where like you, you reach the highest and you just feel that the whole cosmos is part of us and we are part of the whole cosmos and we're all on the same level. Animals, plants, flowers, human beings, uh, everything that has energy. So consciousness, mindfulness, I mean, there are so many ways to talk about it and words and definitions, but these are only words. I mean, uh, behind it, there is, a, there is this idea of getting closer to yourself, to the, to the God, to the divine, and uh, to all these concepts that I just uh, mentioned. So say some, someone here listening and he's, identifying himself with one of these levels that are let's say uh, lower levels of consciousness mm -hmm. maybe the question is why would i want to why would why would i need to go up on those levels what's what's the purpose from doing that i'm good where i am at i'm good at this level is there something to say to that kind of thinking or or, or uh, i would say state would you like to say, yeah, you should go up or is it like, good, stay where you are, it's good for you, time will come to change or move? Yeah, absolutely. Nothing, you have to, nothing has to be forced. Mm -hmm. you know, life, yeah. life has a timing. This is why I talked yeah. earlier about the timing. So some people are in a certain timing in their life yeah. where they feel this. So if they feel good, and they feel, even though they are like in the like, very yeah. low, as we said, like nothing is better than there's but no better. It's not a comparison. There's no better. There's no mm. comparison. But if yeah. they feel good, it's amazing. It's good for them. Oh. But, but it's, it comes from a search, right? Sorry? 
there is a search. There is sometimes a search in us. Like we want to search, we want to grow, we want to go to mm-hmm. higher levels. And what I'm trying to lead to with my question, I know I'm interrupting you a little bit here, is to, to try to understand what, what are the benefits somehow from, from that search? Why would we say to people, do that search? Because it could be, I mean, like, yeah, we can become more compassionate, like you said now, compassionate mm-hmm. was a key thing there. Uh, we can be more at peace, more at calm with ourselves, and mm-hmm. less, more centered. Maybe when we gain in in levels of consciousness, is that the, is that the key message? Is that the key thing? That yeah, do the search, sit down, or go experience things, so you can do that search, so you can be good with yourself and with the people around you. Is that, for example, the goal or the purpose? Um. So I, I see, the, like, uh, definitely what you're saying is true, but you can never and you cannot force someone to go on a spiritual path or to look to go for this search. So it's it's useless and it's not the point. And I don't think it, this journey always starts from inside, from someone. What starts so is it? What, usually, what creates is it? Well, the heat, when you hit the bottom. So huh. Definitely for me, it huh. was Paris, like in that times. It's usually when someone cannot bear, cannot uh, uh, be in his body, in his life, can do not support his his life anymore. Mm. So this is when he starts looking for help around him mm. or answers, and this is when it starts. And and this is the right time where like people around him or things. The universe is going to be active to just bring. Uh, information, experiences, and this is this is also like why I wrote this book. So some people are in this situation right now, and I just hope that this book will just inspire them a little bit more, bring them just some information that will lead them to something else. So it's a it's a lot of things that will, and it's an ongoing journey. So there is no end ending. For me, I will. I still meditate almost every day, and I will still do it all the time because I'm always uh, nurturing my spirituality. Mm. Enjoy but the process. Obviously, obviously, it's pain. It's like people as when are suffering. This is when they start waking up and they start like looking for answers. Sadhguru, you know, I I watch Sadhguru. He's doing like lives every day. He's a blessing. It's amazing during this period, like I really recommend people to watch it. But um, for me, it's every day at 1.30 and he just talk and give uh, his recommendations and op- opinion about the situation and, and if, anyways. So he said something that a lot of people, <laughs> that was very funny, a lot of people were complaining when they were having their job and they were like, shit, I don't want to go to work again. I don't like my job. There's too much traffic. And they were like complaining. and thinking that the pain in their life and what they are suffering is because of their shitty job or because of this or that. And then now that we are all like locked down in our houses, that we don't face this <laughs> traffic anymore, this job, people are still complaining. Mm-hmm. Like, Shit, I want to go outside. I want to do this. I cannot uh, stand being here in, in, a, in, in an apartment or whatever. So this is a very interesting w- moment to realize that Actually, the problem doesn't come from outside. From everything that's happening outside, but it definitely comes from inside. How you 
live your life, how you see your perceptions, your perception of things. Totally. Totally. A very good point. Very, very good point here. Right. So where are you going? Where are you going from here? Like what are you, what have you been up to? I mean, now the book is published. Um, you keep on reading it. You keep on inspiring and spreading the message there for people who are in need of it. And so what are you up to? I mean, I know you're working on a couple of businesses and a startup also. Um, would you like to share a little more about that or what is it that mm -hmm. you are? Yeah. So, yeah, like my, my life right now is more like uh, the, my startup. So I work, I have a company that I founded with two other friends and we, we work uh, on, the, on like a software that we develop for, for hotels. And uh, it's, a, it's an adventure. So it's actually taking like the most of my time today. So I'm actually an entrepreneur. I'm like this business, marketing, like real old, <laughs> like the real business world. And I'm enjoying it actually. So it's great. Very so nice. this is my big part of my, of my daily life. I want to say I'm just like on, on this path. So I'm not that much involved in the, in the, in my book and all what is related to it. And, but I will probably get back to it afterwards, so after this adventure finishes. Very cool. Now, very it's, cool. now it's, not, it's my challenge. It's, an, it's a very nice adventure and a beautiful journey that we, we're having with my partners. Mm -hmm. And uh, so let's see what happens next. next. Now how does your days look like normally? Um, I... Uh, well... Now, now I meditate a lot. So I start the day with me, like a short meditation. Then I work. So in the morning, I'm very fresh. <laughs> so, so this is where like my ideas are very clear and I feel light. I don't take breakfast. I just drink uh, like water with, uh, with lime or, or something that will uh, boost my immune system. Um, and uh, so I work in the morning. Then uh, it's basically work. I do some sport, uh, and uh, I'm not I'm not in a, in one place. So I'm like uh, kind of location free. So it inspires me to always move. I don't really have a house. I'm always like renting different places in different cities. So this yeah. is yeah. It keeps when, me hmm. inspired. Yeah. Like uh, uh, when I follow your stories here and there on um, social media, I see that you, one day you're in Spain, the other day you're in Thailand, the other day you're in Indonesia, the other day in somewhere else. And yeah, for, for the moment I like it. Like, yeah, it's, it's very good. Is there uh, other books that you would recommend people to read ex outside of your own book? Definitely. Come on. So now I'm, I'm actually reading um, Neil Donald Walsh, mm -hmm. Conversations with God. Mm -hmm. amazing like especially in this time it's very uh, it makes me feel very good to read uh, his words and so his books are are really brilliant um i also read a lot of uh, deepak chopra uh, i can mention boris cyrulnik he's like a french doctor 
and he he brings actually science to the to all these pre-ritual um, uh, concepts. This is what I like. So, so for the people that actually don't believe that much in all these uh, uh, cheesy things, spirituality, blah blah blah, I understand them, you know, because myself I'm very uh, Cartesian. How do you mm -hmm. say Cartesian in English? No, yeah, uh, like following the concept of René Descartes. I know, yeah, I know yeah, what I, you mean by that. I yeah. believe in I believe in science. I believe in numbers. I'm I'm mm. not really so. This author, I really recommend it, will almost prove you like all these concepts that I was talking about with the science. Okay. So What's beautiful. the name of the book again? So I can take notes of that. Or maybe you can send me the links later on so I can add Sure. Them. So mm. Boris Cyrulnik. Okay. The one that helped me with that was that closed the gap between science and spirituality for me. It was uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton on his mm -hmm. book, The Biology of Belief. So uh, that guy goes into details, atomic, cellular level of what happens when you, when, when you think differently. And he has a, a YouTube um, conference, like talk about that with PowerPoint in the back. You cannot blink. You blink, you miss something. He speaks fast. Mm -hmm. He's passionate about what he says. And Amazing. he's like deconstructing and breaking it down to you on a small cellular, cellular level, DNA level. So you can see actually the, you can understand uh, what's going on actually. And there are, there is something called spirituality. It's not only science. And there is a science that can prove it because we, we assess things with science uh, as um, Cartesian. Mm. Love it. This is my this is my kind of shit. Just send me the link. Yeah, I'll <laughs> do. I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for this. That was really a pleasant conversation. I wish we can have more of them in the future around the same topic or different topics. Um, um, Definitely. It was thank also you. good to hear a little bit of your story from the back, from the past. I mean, I, I, I we do know each other, but sometimes there are things we miss and uh, it's good to know where you come from and what made you who you are today when you because describe yeah because we were, we were too busy we were too busy celebrating this is why we never, <laughs> never had the time to yeah. talk about our past like, exactly who cares? Yeah. <laughs> no great thank you very yeah. much for having me is there anything else you would like to add and something else yes is there anything that you would like to yeah, add let's go, hmm. yeah let's go with something like uh, sentence that I read not, not too long ago and it is still in my mind and it's beautiful mm -hmm. it's enjoy everything but don't expect anything to happen enjoy everything and don't expect anything to happen beautiful thank you, always, you so much so you always like yeah as you're gonna enjoy everything but if it doesn't happen it's fine don't worry mm. it's beautiful mm. beautiful good one let's end up on that one Thank you so much, Asil, and uh, you. wish you a really nice day, whatever you have to do now, and um, talk to you very soon. Talk soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. That's it for today's conversation. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the key insights that we shared on this podcast interview. 
Don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you didn't subscribe yet and head to my website thebodyandmindcoach.com slash blog to find exclusive articles about various personal and professional development topics. And finally, if you are an athlete or a business professional who's looking for help to advance your career and navigate through whatever challenges that you may be facing to win your game, or if you are a corporate organization who would like to offer their team a workplace well-being workshop, or if you are a sports team who's looking at unlocking their full potential, go to my website, thebodyandmindcoach.com, scroll to the bottom and hit the contact button and reach out. Thank you and enjoy your day.